0: Hello and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I know it's uh, been a long week, so I'm not going to keep you here long tonight. My wife looked over and saw me sliding through my notes and said, Oh my, how long are you going to keep us here tonight? Well, let her know and everybody else. I'm not going to keep you here super long tonight, but I do have something on my heart that I think will will help uh, give us a shot of B12, you know, in the arm, um, uh, just to 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 leap us forward and and put into practice the thing that Pastor was talking about this morning about keeping our eyes on the on the things of God, keeping our eyes on the Word of God. Amen. And so, what I want to talk about tonight is identify to thrive. Identify to thrive. You know, in order to, to thrive in the things of God, we have to identify ourselves with Him. Amen? You know, h- h- how many have remembered the time uh, when we used to be able to fly? <laughs> Airlines are back op- opened up and everything. But I haven't flown in, in at least a year. But, you know, when you uh, go to fly, don't you have to bring some sort of identification you got to bring a license, or if you're going overseas, you got to have a passport, right? And, and, and what is that for? That's so that the person that is allowing you on the plane can prove that you are who you say you are. It's proof I am who I say I am. And you, you carry that identification. In fact, you're supposed to carry identification with, with you all the time um, because if you ever get pulled over or you ever have, are in a situation where, where the authorities say, let me see some identification, you can say, hey, my name's Steve Morgan, and this proves that I am who I say I am, right? There's identification that's been issued to us that declares we are who we say we are, Right? And within a within a scope, you know, uh, it, it sometimes our pictures on our license aren't the picture we would love to have on our license. I mean, very rarely does someone get a good license plate, license picture, right? It's like you can you, you smile. smile, all right, smile, but and then they catch you right before you smile, and you're like, and you're like, I look like a criminal in this picture, and and I have to have this for the next five years. Praise the Lord. Um, And uh, But thank God that our identity in Christ isn't like our picture on our license. But we get to carry an identification card. Hallelujah. We got a passport, hallelujah, that declares who we are and enables us to identify who we are and it proves who we are. Woo! I said it proves who we are. Amen. If you're ever looking for proof of who you really are, don't look in the natural mirror, but as James said, look in the mirror of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Because the mirror of the Word of God is what reflects to you the reality of who you are. And did you know that what God says about you and the reality of what He has said about you is more real than any other part of you? It's more. See, there's a greater. See, this natural has a reality to it. I, in reality, have brown hair that's that's starting to show some grays here and there. But and 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 in in the natural, I'm I'm five foot eight and a quarter, and I weigh two hundred and thirty pounds, and of solid pure muscle. No. I wish. I used to be. Um, <laughs> but but there's some natural indicators of who I am in the natural. But how many of you know that the things that the God's Word says about me and says about you are more real than your hair color? They're more real than the things you observe in the natural. They're more real than what your body says about you. They're more real than what your mind says about you. They're more real than what society says about you. They're more real than what you can taste Touch, feel, or hear in the natural. Glory to God. There is a greater reality that the Lord has given us full access to, and all we have to do, glory to God, is show our passport. Hey, the passport of the word allows us absolute access into the reality of what God has done in us and 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 through us and for us. Glory to God, all these things that God has done, we have full access because we have the right identification. But you, you know as, as well as I do that sometimes, you know, if you forget your wallet, you know, sometimes I'll pull up into the Zaxby's line, and I'm waiting there, and I'm like, oh, I left my wallet in my wife's car. And I can be in line, and I have all the funds that, that, that I need, but, but if I forgot my, my identification and my card to, to, to get the things that I have full access to— I can afford Zaxby's. Praise the Lord. Amen. There was a time when I couldn't afford Zaxby's. There was a time when ramen noodles was my dinner. Hallelujah. But I came up. The Lord brought me higher. Glory to God. And so Zaxby's, if I want Zaxby's on a Sunday night, and for some reason, hot wings always calls my name after a good Sunday night service. Hallelujah. If I got a good spiritual meal, amen, and I'm looking for a good natural meal. Hallelujah. And so uh, uh, when Zaxby's, I know I always talk about food, but it's something that's on my heart so out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks glory to God Jimmy got on to me last last time I ministered about the cream spinach because he's like you got me distracted right in the middle of your message and all I began ooh, cream spinach and now now I can't pay attention but there's help for you Jimmy if you'll listen to Sunday morning's message about uh, uh, recapturing your mind amen there's help for you too brother Hallelujah. Glory to God. But but out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So, you know, I I like Papa said I, I I'm is who I'm is. Amen. Or whatever he said. Glory to God. I I, I haven't watched Popeye in a long time. Um turn over to uh 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let me get on with this. And and uh you probably know where we're going here. But don't, but don't, don't listen and don't read with ears that have heard before. Come on. Hallelujah. Let this be fresh to you. Therefore, if anyone, 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 glory to God, is in Christ, he is not going to be, not trying to be, not on the way to be. Not working into it. Glory to God. Not easing into it. If anyone is in Christ, glory to God, it says right here, He is a new creation. Amen. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have all things, all things, all things, Amen. Even the things don't that don't look like all things. All things have become new. Glory to God, and we could keep on reading, but I'm gonna stop there. You know what? What is Paul saying here? He's saying you are such a new creation that you actually need the Father's word to reintroduce you to who you really are. Come on, you got you got to have the word that says, "Hey, I'd like to introduce you to the new person that you've become." Hallelujah. Hallelujah! And 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 you know the the mercy. You know we're renewed day by day. So, so you might say, well, I got born again, you know, Miss Diane was giving somebody the testimony of her getting born again in, uh, in my mom and uh, in dad's house back when I was one years old. So she's been born again for 22 years. Thirty-nine years, almost 40 this week. Glory to God. Hey, Uh, so Miss Diane's almost been uh, 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 born again for 40 years. But this reality, glory to God, and the introduction there is something new to be introduced to you about yourself every single day. That's why it's so exciting to get in the Word. That's why it's good to agree with with what what pastor said, but not just agree with it. Act on it uh, because there is something new and fresh in the Word of God that tells us who we really are and tells us what we can really have and helps us to discover who God really is. And when you start discovering and uncovering those things, it allows you to recognize this is who I am. The Father wants to introduce you to who you are. Hallelujah. You can wake up every morning and say, there's something new about me, Father. Let me know what it is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I I remember hearing the story of Smith Wigglesworth, and he would look himself in the mirror, and and he would say that, that the God in me is way bigger than what I see in the mirror this morning. Hallelujah, we've got a treasure that's hidden in this earthen vessel, glory to God. And some of us got more hiding than others, hallelujah, but, but there's a, there's a, a true a hidden treasure on the inside of us that the, that the Father is trying to help us discover. Amen. And, and so I just want to help you stir you tonight to help you discover, glory to God, the, the, the identity that God is calling you into, who he, he's made you to be, but calling you into see. Glory to God. And, you know, if you're not impressed with your identity in Christ, then you just haven't looked at Jesus lately. I'll say that again. If you aren't impressed with your identity in Christ, it's because you haven't gazed at Jesus in a while. You know, I was thinking about the scripture uh, that described uh, Jesus over in Revelations. And I'm just going to read that um, real quick. And um, let's see here. It says here, this is John, you know, John's vision. And it said, then I turned to see, this is Revelations chapter 1, verse 12. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of seven gold, uh, the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were like white wool and white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were fine brass as refined in a fir- furnace, and his voice was the sound of many waters. Glory to God. This is the Jesus that you've been identified with. The Bible says that as he is, so are we in this earth hallelujah. hallelujah we're not we're not just like the jesus that walked the earth we're like jesus now we don't understand it fully yet we don't get it all but the more you gaze at the lord jesus the more you get a reality of who he's made you to be that's why, that's why like paul said we're peering uh, uh, through a glass darkly but glory to god i'm gonna get my eye right up to the glass you ever been to a car lot, you know, and and and, and the, the windows are tinted and you're kind of, you want to see what what kind of interior that car has. And you can't see it from standing up back here. You got to get up to the glass and peek in, especially if it's got tinted windows. You got to peek in to see, is this got the interior that I'm looking for? Amen. Well, that's the way it is with the things of God. You can't see it from far back here, but when you get up, glory to God, and stick your eye to the window. Woo. Stick your eye to the mirror of the Word of God. Stick your eyes in the truth. Stick your eyes into what God has said about you. Glory to God. You, you find out you got the exact interior you were looking for. Leather, heated seats. Glory to God. Uh, heated steering wheels. Amen. Whatever the, the interior that you can imagine. Glory to God. God has done far above that for you. Hallelujah. Let me get back to my notes. Praise God. Is this stirring? Hebrews, uh, you don't have to turn there, but Hebrews chapter 12 and and verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith who, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Glory to God. Why are we looking unto Jesus? Glory to God. Because he's seated where we are. And he's the one that started this work on the inside of us. He's the one that finishes it. He's the alpha, and all at the same time, he's the omega. He's the beginning, and all at the same time, he's the end. Glory to God. He is the author, and right at the same time, he's the finisher. And he holds you right in the middle of wherever you're at. Glory to God. You're ends with Jesus. Hallelujah. On this side, you got Jesus. On that side, you got Jesus. On this side, you got the alpha. On that side, you got the omega. Woo! Hallelujah! You're starting to get starting to get it. Amen. That 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 the things that God has done for us, Amen, it it identifies us. Hallelujah. Um, you, uh, I mentioned this, but I'll read it, and, and you don't have to turn there, but you can listen. James chapter one and verse 22 and t- verse uh, through verses 25, it says, "But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his face in a natu- uh, his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what, he, what kind of man he was. But, say, "but." Amen. Hallelujah. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, amen, and continues in it, and continues in it. Not he who peaked one time. Not he who got one glimpse. Glory to God. One glimpse can change you, but one glimpse won't keep you. I said one glimpse, one glimpse of the Lord, it'll change you, but, but one glimpse won't keep you where he's called you to be. Well, I remember the Lord changed me. Amen. Well, praise God for that. But, but is he changing you day by day? Is he taking you from glory to glory, from faith to faith? Well, how does he do that? Because he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Hallelujah. Your, identify, your identification will actually cause Blessing. To come upon you, this this, this word uh, in in the Greek just means supreme. This is I'm not making this up. This is in the Greek. It says supremely blessed. Ooh, hallelujah! By extension, fortunate, well off, blessed, and happy. <laughs> I love the I love what Pastor said this morning. The things of God are simple. He simplified it for us. Why? Because all he's saying is, if you look into this and actually just continue in it, what you do will be blessed. You'll be happy. You'll be fortunate. You'll be well off. Why? Because because we're just trying to make ourselves better. No, it is it is a byproduct of the identification of who you are. How I many you know? Uh, if if your dad is a billionaire, then just by identification of who you are, you have access to some things that, that others don't have access to. Well, our Father is way beyond that. Hallelujah. And, and he has identified us and given us access. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I, I was thinking about this, just kind of meditating on this last night and this morning. And um, you know, any of my, my comic nerds will, will, will love this. But everybody knows Superman, right? Anybody don't know who Superman is, I have to explain to you. So everyone knows Superman, right? And Superman, I'll give you a little history on Superman. Superman was part of another planet, and then he came here. And when he got here, he realized that because he was in a different atmosphere and a different place, what, what was a normal person on his planet was actually a super person on this planet. He all of a sudden, as he uh, uh, arrived on this planet, realized that he could he could be begin to leap higher. He was he was able to lift things with with ease. He was able to run faster. You know uh, uh, the the announcer that that used to announce Superman back in the days, and y'all can probably repeat it. But he's faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. He's able to leap buildings with a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Yes, Superman. A visitor from another planet who came to earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman who can change the course of mighty rivers. Bend still with his, with his bare hands. Who is disguised as Clark Kent. A mild-mannered reporter. Uh, fights a never-ending battle for truth. Ooh, when I read that, I got stirred up. When I looked that up and, 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 and what the announcers were saying about Superman, because that don't sound like Superman to me. That sounds like my Jesus. That sounds like Jesus. He, he, when he showed up on the scene as a mild-mannered carpenter, they said, who is this? Isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this the old carpenter that fixed my chair last week? Where does he get these mighty, these mighty sayings from? How does he speak with this authority? Does, how, is he, how is he healing the sick? How is he changing things? This was Jesus. He came on the scene. And he was a superman. What was normal in heaven when he came to this planet was a superman because he was, he was the son of God. But let me let you know a, a secret. Jesus didn't come to the earth to be a super, to to be a superman. He came to create supermen and superwomen after him. Come on, you may look in the mirror and see old Clark Kent. You got the glass, you know, it's always amazing to me because Superman as Clark Kent doesn't look that different. I mean, he's got glasses, his hair's combed a little smoother and he's got, you know, a suit and tie on, you know. And he's like, "I'm Clark Kent." Then all of a sudden he goes to a phone booth. You know, you know the story. Goes to the phone booth, takes off the suit, and he's wearing these tights, I guess, underneath all the time. Kind of strange. But he's got these tights on because he's got to show off his muscles, you know. Uh, and so he's got these tights on, and he takes the glasses off, and then he leaps out of what, what looks like normalcy and becomes the, the, the man that, that is needed in the moment. Did you know that you, underneath this suit of clothes, is a super person, is the the reality of who you are? Ooh, glory to God. You're not just you You may look like a mild mannered man or a mild mannered woman. Amen. You may look like the, everybody else at your workplace but what's going on on the inside of you what you got hiding under, under this suit of clothes. Glory to God. This earth suit is something different than those that are around you. The things that you've got going on on the inside of you glory to God. It, it's able to bend mighty rivers. It's able to change the course of things. It's able to turn the atmosphere around. It's able to make uh, uh, the sick healed glory to God what's going on on the inside of you the Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world when you march on the scene glory to God you might have to sneak off to the bathroom and for a minute or two to remind you about who you are but when you step out of that place back into your workplace hallelujah glory to God We've got absolute access to the to the presence and the power of God. Amen. And on the outside, you may look normal. You may look just like a regular old Joe. Glory to God. But on the inside, you look just like Jesus. You were created. Glory to God. You know the, the Jesus was a prototype. Amen. The Bible says that 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 He He was He was the firstborn among many brethren. The firstborn, that means the Lord, the the Father sent the Lord Jesus as a man to be a prototype of of the new creation reality. What a new creation person would look like, what a new creation person would sound like, what a new creation person would act like, what a new uh, new creation person would think like, what a new creation person would speak like. And Jesus walked on the earth demonstrating what it looks like to have the Spirit of God dwell, move out of the temple and dwell inside a man, to dwell inside of a person. Glory to God. It was a whole new prototype. You know, I like looking at the uh, prototypes of cars because they always have these neat things that never come to production. Right. Have you ever seen like a prototype? Like it could be the most mundane, you know, uh, car that that you can think of. But the prototype, when they roll it out in in Detroit, it's like, whoa, man, that's cool looking. Look at that. Look at the seats, the way they do it. And and, and look look at what it does. And they have the doors open a different way and and it has all this technology packed in it. But they never bring that to production. Right. You never see what what you see in the prototype fully in the production because they just can't do it. can't make it affordable for for the average man to put all that things in so they dumb it down so that so that so that people can afford it but thank God when you're dealing with the Father God who has no limitations and he's not looking about what can be afforded he sent the Lord Jesus Christ to pay the price that could not be afforded so that the prototype could become the archetype hallelujah so that you could be made his type hallelujah so that when he see when God had a chance to recreate he didn't halfway do it when God had a chance to recreate Sister Diane that 39 years ago, glory to God in that, in that house on that day, he didn't say, well, i have to recreate just a little bit because I can only afford so much. No, he completely wiped out the old model. He completely wiped out the old ways. He completely wiped out the old things. Hallelujah. And he in place refathered a new creation that was brand new. The earth hadn't seen that Miss Diane before. The earth hadn't seen it before. It had never been, glory to God, but when God moved into that house. Come on, God created an atmosphere where he wanted to dwell. Think about that. Glory to God. Anybody got a dream house that they think about, you know, where this would be that way and that would be this way. And if you had had no limitation of funds and you just were able to build your dream house, it would have this little thing and that little thing would be just like you wanted it, right? The Father had the chance to recreate you, hallelujah, not just so he could vacation there. This ain't a vacation home where he, made, he just put up with some changes because it was going to be at the beach, right? Well, I put up with these limitations because it's at the beach, it's the location. No, God said, I'm going to recreate you and actually make it the way that I want it to be so I can move in and be comfortable. Come on, think about how God re- recreated you. When the father re-fathered you, hallelujah, from above, he made you the home of his dreams. Right now with your ugly self. Hallelujah. He recreated you just the way he wanted. Amen. And he doesn't he doesn't mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some some of us he's got a little more space to move around in. Praise the Lord. Expand the place of my tent. Hallelujah. Recreated from above, re-fathered from above. You know, Superman was the was was the dude, right? He was like he was like the guy. And in fact, I didn't really like him. You know, I like comics and things, but I don't really like Superman because he's unbeatable. Like he he's got. He's got ice breath and laser eyes and super speed and super strength, and he can fly and he can run fast. He's got, like, every superpower that, that every other superhero has. And to me, it's kind of like, well, that's no fun, right? He's, he, he's just too much, right? Well, God made you too much, number one. But num- number two, the, 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 the thing about Superman is he only had one weakness. What, what is it? See, I knew we had some super nerds out here. Praise the Lord. Kryptonite. And he knew, he knew that was his weakness. Kryptonite. And it was this green substance. I don't really know what all it was. But, but any time it, it, it got around him, he began to weaken and his strength, you know, would start to be sapped. And, and, and he wasn't the, the, the man that he could be when he was away from that. But, you know, it's pretty, that's, that's a pretty good uh, weakness to have because if you see somebody walking up with this green stone, you back away and fly away and boom, you know, you know how hard is that to, to get away from? But he had a, an enemy. What, does, does anyone remember? Uh, Lex Luger. Ooh. Man, I'm telling you what. We got some nerds up in the house tonight. Hallelujah. Um, he had this enemy, Lex Luger. Well, Lex Luger couldn't just walk on up with the, the kryptonite in his hand. Luther, Lex Luger. Th- see, I, I'm revealing how nerdy I am. I'm thinking of the uh, wrestler Lex Luger. Lex Luthor is the enemy. Thank you. This is the best message Q's ever heard. <laughs> he can hardly stand still. He about took a lap a few moments ago. So Lex, Lex Luthor would, would come up with sneaky ways to get the, the uh, um, kryptonite to be around Superman, and he set up these traps, and and I remember one one cartoon from long ago that there was there he hid he hid it in this treasure box, and and tr- made this scenario to be to be this thing where where Superman needed to get in that treasure box to get the key to help save somebody that was on a train track, chained up or something something like that, and instead when he flipped open the the box, the kryptonite was in it. You know, and as I was just thinking about this, you know, the enemy knows he can't, tr- he can't just come up and bring us the, the things that will tear us down. But what is, our, what is our kryptonite? It's unbelief. What's the kryptonite of a believer? It's unbelief. See, the enemy actually believes in your faith more than you do. And he is, is a being that has no faith. He has no ability to operate in power and authority. But what he can do is trick you into partnering your faith with him. You remember Dr. Dufresne used to, used to say, uh, uh, he shared examples of saying somebody can piggyback on his faith. He said, well, well, you know what, Till you get, til you get where, where you can believe, you piggyback on my faith and we'll get you get your answer. Right? And, and, he would, and what was he saying? He's saying, you can borrow my faith until you've got, gotten to the place where you know how to believe God yourself. Right. And you can do that for a while. Right. You can do that for somebody for a while, but not forever. But but see, the enemy, he wants to piggyback on your faith to get you to partner with with what 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 you have. See, we're creative. We are creative uh, 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 people because we're from a creative father. And our words create our faith creates. Right. We have the ability to change atmospheres. Let me turn over to a scripture real quick. Hallelujah. Let me find it here in my notes. Yeah, it's over in um, 2 Corinthians. We're we're already in 2 Corinthians. Turn back to chapter 2, verse 14. And it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Where are we identified with? In Christ. You stay identified in Christ you'll always be in triumph you'll always walk in triumph and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place hallelujah did you know when you walk walk into a building and you're identified with Jesus just the fact that you're there begins to change the fragrance of the room in the pres- in the spirit hallelujah you know it's like the 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 old uh uh cologne commercials, and it'd be like, excuse me, what are you wearing? Oh, this is Furious by Calvin Klein, you know? And you actually, when you start identifying with Jesus, you got a, fragr- a fragrance about you, and it's better than your natural fragrance. It's on you, glory to God, when you've worked all day, but you've worked in, identif- in uh, your identification with Christ, it's on you if you've been outside working in the yard. Glory to God. That fragrance is on you. Glory to God. And, and people will begin to notice. I guarantee you this. If you begin to, to look in, a, a, and peer into your identification with Christ, people will begin to notice the fragrance that's on you. Because why? Because the Word says so. Hallelujah. And they'll be, a- they'll be asking you, what, what is that you're wearing? Oh, this is victory by Jesus Christ. Doesn't it smell good on me? Oh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing deliverance by the name above all names. It's a designer fragrance, hallelujah, designed just for you, glory to God, that brings out the best qualities in you, glory to God. When you start looking and peering into your identification with Christ, glory to God, there's a fragrance upon you that changes the atmosphere. That's why when you come into the building and your eyes are already on the Lord and you've already been thinking about the Father and you've already been peering into the Word about what God wanted to do in this house, glory to God, the atmosphere is just different, right? You don't have to work it. You don't have to try to, oh, come on, let's praise him, get it up. No, the presence of God is here. We just jump on in. Why is that? It's a demonstration of what actually happens anywhere you go when you've got your heart tuned into the truth about who you are. The the infusing of the fragrance of the Father begins to infuse your workplace, begins to infuse your family. It begins to infuse glory to God and diffuse in your home glory to God. The presence of God has a fragrance to it. Hallelujah. It's a fragrance of victory. It's a fragrance of freedom. Hallelujah. So you have the ability to change the atmosphere, and the enemy knows this about you. He actually believes in your faith more than you do. Well, not always, not everybody, but many times. And why is he trying to get you to partner with with the things that, that he's trying to say? Because he knows that your faith works. He knows that when you begin to think and speak something and declare something, that it'll come to pass. And so he wants, he wants to bring unbelief. You know, there's a difference. Brother Hagan said that you can, you can receive from God with faith in your heart and doubt in your mind. But you cannot receive from God with faith in your heart, or you can't have faith in your heart if you've got unbelief in your mind. Doubt says, I don't know how it can be. Unbelief says, it will not be. There's a difference. When you've got doubt, you, you're not sure how it can, how it, you know, doubts can come in your mind. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how God's going to work it out. And you push that out, glory to God, because you've got faith in your heart. But when you have unbelief in your heart, there's, there is no room for faith. But unbelief is still a, a, a type of faith. It's just believing in the wrong thing. It's believing in the wrong the wrong uh, God. It's it's honoring and, and glorifying the wrong things that are being said about you. Glory to God. But faith comes from the Father. Amen. And so when, when you're believing in the truth and you are seeing the things that God's saying about you and you're honoring that reality above any other reality, glory to God, the faith of God begins to work in you and begins to work through you to change not only you and the way you're moving, the way you're acting, the way you begin to say, Ooh, is there some is there some bonds that are that are are trapped around this person at work? I'm a, I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna say the anointing. Hallelujah destroys every yoke of bondage. I'm gonna begin to believe God to give me the answers. Hallelujah for my 92 year old father. Hallelujah who doesn't know you yet, but I know that, that the Lord is in me and and I'm identifying with how easy and how good it is. Hallelujah! And then all of a sudden there's an opportunity that opens up. Why? Because God's been working and you've been thinking about who God's made you to be, you've been peering into the truth, woo! and it's easy. All of a sudden, these bonds and these chains begin to, woo, glory to God, just become easy to begin to break off of you, hallelujah. You know, you, many times Superman, they would try to like put put steel, you know, fetters around his hands and try to trap him, and his enemies would try to ha- trap him, and he would just mm, bend them off. Break him off and just continue to do what he was made to do. Hallelujah. Well, it doesn't matter what kind, of, what kind of bond, what kind of a chain, what kind of thing the enemy tries to bring into your life, what kind of doubt, what kind of unbelief, what kind of, what kind of lie, amen, about, about what's going to happen and about who you're going to be and about what, what, is, what the future holds or about what you're able to accomplish or about what, what things that God's put in your heart and how it's going to happen. It doesn't matter what kind of lie that the enemy tries to bring. If you are identified with who you really are, Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Just simply identifying with who we really are. Uh, let's let's read a few more scriptures, and I'll wrap up here. Hallelujah. That's why it's important. Let me just say this. That's why it's important that you don't partner with what the enemy's saying about anything. Like Pastor was saying this morning, we got to be careful what we're observing. Because when we're observing the wrong, well, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Well, is that God's word or is that the enemy's words? Who are you partnering your faith with? Who are, who are you partnering your words with? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if my job's going to make it, you know, this year. I don't, who are you partnering your words with? Who are you partnering your faith with? Don't buy into the lie just because it comes across your mind just because it comes across your mind or your or your device or your news feed don't just partner your words and your faith with any old anything cuz the enemy's working to try to get and rob amen and piggyback your faith to get his his plan accomplished but glory to God I'm not giving him my faith I'm not giving him my ability amen you know uh, when 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 they train people to, to find fraud and money and things, you know, they don't actually bring in a ton of different fraudulent monies to train them. What they do is they get them handling the real thing over and over and over and over and over, the real thing over and over and over again. And when they're handling the real thing, it's easy to, to pick up when, when a piece of fraudulent currency comes across. When you get used to handling your identity in Christ, over and over, I am who he says I am. I am who he made me to be. I, I am seated together with Christ Jesus. I always triumph. Glory to God. I am, the, I am the accepted and the beloved. In him I have the victory. Hallelujah. I overcome always. I am the head and I'm not the tail. I'm blessed. Everything my hand touches is blessed. Glory to God. He actually empowers me to be to be a blessing. And you begin to handle the truth about who you are. It's easy to pick up when the enemy tries to bring a counterfeit. Real, 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 real. What, what is this? It doesn't compare. When someone's used to recognizing real currencies and, and real coins and, and, and things of value, when they're used to, to handling, they can pick up a, even a good fake. Because it doesn't, to them, it doesn't even compare. They're so used to recognizing the real. I man we got to be good and used to continuing he who looks and continues see he who looked at a at a real currency one time see i can i'm not an expert at telling you what, what gold coins are real and worth a lot or which ones are fake because i don't mess with a whole lot of them but someone who does they they when they see a fake it's not it doesn't even compare it doesn't even mean if if anyone ever watched pawn stars you know, Rick, Rick's in there, and he's like, well, I don't know much about this, but I, but I got an expert. And I'm going to bring my expert, in and he'll let me know if this is of, of any value or not. You got an expert. The spirit of truth. Woo! hallelujah. If you aren't sure if that lie is a lie or not, go to the expert. Get out the pamphlet. Glory to God. And when you do, hallelujah, it'll begin to be easy to recognize that's, that's false. That's a lie. That's a counterfeit. I'm not taking that thought. I'm not. I'm not gonna take that idea. I'm not gonna take that offense. I'm not gonna take that har- that hardship. I'm not gonna take that 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 opportunity to be mad at Brother Drew because he didn't say hi to me the way he normally does. I'm not gonna whatever it is that that's trying to trying to to sneak in there as a counterfeit thought. See, like Pastor said this morning, you know th- those things come to you because they have a form of wisdom. They've got a form. They're they're attractive to the flesh. But when you're used to hanging hang, hanging out with the real truth and the spirit of truth, glory to God. You recognize this is false. This, there's no real wisdom in this. There's no real life in this. There's no real truth in this. Come on. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? We have the same identical reality that Jesus did, the same identical access, the same identical authority. The identical blessing, the same identical victory. You know, when, when, when there's a prototype and an archetype, they create it exactly like that over and over and over and over again. Amen. And, and so you have been made just like him. Hallelujah. One thing, um, I was listening to an old Brother Hagin message, and he said, if you want to take your faith to a higher level, the first thing you do is study who you are in Christ. I don't know about you, but it just feels like a good season to take our faith to a higher level. I'll let you know on a secret. Every season is a good season to take your faith to a higher level. So you, let's go ahead and stand up. We'll, we'll wrap it up here. I, I've got some more notes, but I don't want my wife to be mad at me after service. So, Hallelujah. Isn't it good? God makes it so simple so easy. Amen. He who looks into and continues. Amen. I, I Get out pastor's message from this morning and feed on it this week. Hallelujah. And then take something practical that, that God's dealing with you about and, and make it, like he said this morning, the, 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 the theme for that day or the theme for that week. Hallelujah. If all you take is 2 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 5 verse 17 and you make that your theme for this week and you just get that down on the inside, of you, you will have a successful, the Bible promises, a successful, prosperous week. Because you took the truth and you meditate on it, meditated on it, and you the you know that word meditate there, it actually depicts the, the Hebrew word there, it depicts a, a lion growling over his kill? Growling over his kill? That, that's that word in the Hebrew, is, is a lion. You know, I don't know about you, but if a lion's got a gazelle right there in between his paws, I'm not messing with it. And he means business. He's going to feed on that thing till he's done. What if we took that approach this week to whatever scripture or whatever, whatever passage that the Lord is directing you to? And we meditated on it, and we looked into it, and we, we were like a, a, a lion because we're kings. We're the kings of the jungle around here. And we growled over our, uh, this truth. We meditated over the truth. We defended, we guarded our heart, hallelujah, this week, and we, and we honored the truth of the word of God, and we stayed over it, hallelujah, like it was the thing that was feeding us, sustaining us. And we weren't going to let the enemy sneak in there and get it because we're lions. Woo, the enemy, he roars like a lion, but he's toothless. But we are made in the image of the Lion of Judah. Glory to God. We are lions. Amen. And we can growl over the things God's done in us and for us. And ain't nobody going to mess with it. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching.